Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in our last chapter of First John, chapter 5. And before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this day and for all that you've done. I'm grateful for who you are and how you love us. I'm grateful for your word. I thank you for the way you teach us and you speak to us. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that as we read, you would fill our hearts with love, with understanding and wisdom. And I just pray that anything I say would be be minimized and all that you have to say would be what we hear. So, Father, I pray as we go through chapter 5 that we understand this message more completely and that we would truly take away what's important so that we can understand and learn how to love you more with our whole being and love our neighbors and not to have any fear because your love casts out all fear because at the end of the day, you're victorious, you're in control, and you want what's best for us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> so, looking at chapter 5, it has a number of elements in it that really do confuse me at times. I get I get it. I like it. At the same time, there's a lot there that I just don't understand. And so I just, I just struggle at times with some of this stuff, but I I went through and I looked at the things that, that make me struggle the most. And it's the spirit, water, and blood as witnesses. And I went through and looked at sermons from Charles Spurgeon and basically put that into the summary of this chapter. And so that's in there. Personally, I think it, it, it opened my heart and my eyes a lot more. It's the symbolism from the Old Testament that I just don't know. I mean, I didn't live then, right? Obviously, I'm old, but not that old. And so it really, I don't, don't have that background. It's not like at my church when I was growing up, we did a lot of work with the Old Testament. Most of it was New Testament. And even that, I was generally not paying attention. So... It's not something I'm used to, but I think there's a lot of good descriptions there from Spurgeon that helped me understand it a lot more. Um, So then in chapter five, there's just like chapter four, there was quite a lot there. And it's really about if you love me, you'll obey me. And I think at the end of the day, that's pretty critical and clear. And no matter how much I sit there and at times want to do my own thing. It's, am I doing it because I love me more than I love God? And obviously most of the time the answer is yes. But this whole journey is about learning to love God with my whole heart, my whole being. And so this initial starting to the chapter really, it hits home hard. So without any more rambling that I'm doing, let's go on to chapter five, verse one. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep 
his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So, I'm starting a 14-day fast. Not a, it's a fast, but it's a fast of not food necessarily, certain types. So it's a fast of on alcohol. It's a fast on sugar. It's a fast on tons of carbs. And it's a fast on pretty much anything processed. And it's a requirement of working out every day. So there's a lot there. And it's a physical thing because I keep struggling with my physical and I know I drink too much. And when I drink too much, then I have a bad attitude and it's really hard to love God's people or people in general. And so I have to do that. Now, part of it is also to get in control of my, my body so that I quit sinning as much. I have more control and more discipline. If I have more discipline, then I'm, it's easier for me as a person with my background to keep God's commands. You see, as an ex-athlete, I used to get up at 4.15 every morning so I could go swim and work out. I did that for most of my life through college. And so that discipline made me a very disciplined person, made me a very structured person. But I need to reinstall that, reinstate a lot of that discipline back into my life. And so that's part of what's going on. So I can look at this and I'm thinking, okay, how do I keep God's commands? Well, quit doing things that screw up your your thought process that screw up your inhibitions, i.e. drinking, and just stop doing those things. Do it, Stop it for a while and go back to what Jesus says, which is moderation. So that's what I'm doing. So it's really, how do I love God? It's by obeying him. It's obeying his, his commands. It's not by really anything else. It shows my dedication to him so I can love him with my whole being not just a part of me and not just the part that I want to, because that's a big part of what I do too. It's like, okay, I'll give you this portion of me, but not this, because this part over here, I kind of still like and want to hold on to. But if I want to overcome the world, which getting back to yesterday's topic of love and the day before love is all about, you know, no fear. God doesn't allow us to have fear if we're in love with him and we live in love. And so really, when we look at this, how do we overcome the world? It's through the love of God, but we don't overcome the world if we are still in it. So a get, you know, so that means getting into God 100% and dedicating ourselves. So I'm done with that ramble. I apologize. Verse six, this is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit who testifies because the spirit is the truth. So this part always threw me. It's up there in the summary. Um, But yeah, this part has always been kind of water, blood, spirit. I don't get it. Um, But anyways, verse seven, for there are three that testify, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe in God has made him out to be a liar, because they have not believed the testimony God gave or has given about 
his son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. Pretty black and white, right? Believe in Jesus, have him in your life, or don't. But if you don't, you don't have eternal life. There's no ambiguity there. That's why I've liked, really enjoyed about as we've read through <clears throat> everything from Genesis through Revelations. There's not a ton of ambiguity here. Not that I've understood it all. It's just, you know what? Bottom line, if you love me, you obey me. I am, I, God is spirit. You're made in his image. No ambiguity there. God is love. If I'm made in God's image, then I have to be loved too or have love in me. And so really there's no ambiguity there. And so now if you love God, obey me, obey him, right? Don't sit there and choose. You don't get to choose those parts. It's really either you have Jesus or you don't. And if you don't, you don't have eternal life. And so what do you have instead? It's really the absence of God, right? So you, eternally you'll live without God. And that's what hell is. And think about those people who scream when they walk up to a mic, who fight and brawl and are just so full of hate and anger. They don't have God. I mean, that's what that, that's what that life looks like. So to be complete, constantly tortured like that, it, just to me, I, I need God. I don't want him, not in my life. Verse 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There, sin, there is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. Okay, so right when I said there's no ambiguity, here it is. Um, basically, I think the, the sin that leads to death is, is saying that Jesus isn't God, and it's denying the Holy Spirit. That's elsewhere in the Bible, but I can't quote it. Verse 18, we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who is born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. Again, that's why we shouldn't have fear. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We, also, we know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, by being in his Son, Jesus Christ, he is the true God in eternal life. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. So, there's a lot there. It took me a long time to read it with all that commentary. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. Um, just listen to the verses, not me. But I like how he ends with, oh yeah, by the way, keep yourself from idols also. <laughs> which is also something that is a constant reminder to me because I can make things idols, right? It doesn't have to be a little man carved out of wood. It's working out too much. It's eating a certain way. It's, you know, 
thinking about money too much. I know porn has been idle, idolized. I think it's kind of idolized now, right? And people can make it an idol. They can make wealth, alcohol, all these things they can make idols. So I appreciate that last reminder. But with that, you know, I think it's just time to go back to God. Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for loving me and us. And I just lift up this day to you. I pray that you'd be honored and glorified. And that it'd be you that we live for. It'd be you that we love. And that we would follow your commands, Lord, and bring you glory and honor. I just pray you'd help us to do your will and to love our neighbors as ourselves. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me. It's just a guy on his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.